This is Darren Davis, founder and senior leader of the Harbor Church in South Florida, and you are listening to the Harbor Church Podcast. For more information about this podcast and others, visit us online at harborchurch.org. Enjoy the podcast. Good morning. Hey, Kim. Oh, man, how are you guys feeling? How are you guys looking? <laughs> how are you guys feeling good? How are you guys looking? Nobody respond. I'm looking good. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. You know, uh, as we was worshiping, you know, there's a scripture, uh, I believe Paul uh, ministered on it. He said that we were dead in our sins and our trespasses. Don't you know that it was more harder for God to break our hearts than to part the Red Sea? Think about it. The Bible said that our heart, we were dead in our sins. The Bible even talked about our hearts being des- desperately wicked. Hmm? And nobody don't know the end of it is desperately wicked. And Christ comes and he breaks through. You know, we usually use the terminology that I found Christ. <laughs> but if, if my heart is dead, right, <laughs> can I really find Christ? No, Christ chased and awakened us. And that reality, the reason why I'm saying this, because... I think that there is more joy, more rejoicing, more happiness. You know, I don't think that we should go to a football game, to a basketball game, and and these people are going crazy. And we got the Messiah, the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, dwelling in us. I was preparing for my message yesterday, and I feel like the Holy Spirit says, Son, don't allow preparation to hinder your delight in me, your joy in me. You know? Sometimes we, we, we try to fix everything. You know, we want everything to be well, perfect, beautiful, and we just walk by Jesus. We walk by joy and peace. And salvation and serenity, we just walk by him. You know? So I just wanted to lay that foundation that it was harder for God to break into our hearts than him to part the red than he part the Red Sea. You know what I'm saying? It's a miracle. Every single person in here. Who named the name of Christ Jesus? I am looking at a live, moving, breathing miracle. Do you view yourself to be a miracle? You know? Do you? <laughs> when you wake up in the morning, do you look in the mirror and be like, Woo, I am blessed. Huh? No matter what's going on, I am blessed. <laughs> I got a million in the bank. I don't have a million in the bank. <laughs> If I had a million in the bank or $10 in my pocket, I am blessed. Right? Right? If I can raise my hands, I am blessed. 
right state of mind, I am blessed. God sustains us. You know, I think that the enemy tries to come with all these distractions. But God is our sustainer. We have to like refocus, gaze back on him again. You know what I'm saying? And allow his joy and his peace to flow in and through us. You know? Our perspective. Uh, Megan was talking about perspective. So I just wanted to lay this foundation so that we will have a different perspective. I want us to know that we are shielded, we are covered. The Bible talks about we are surrounded with angels. We can't see them, but there's a ton of angels in this room protecting, covering, shielding, hiding us, right? And we live by faith and we receive that. You know, and joy is our, Jesus Christ is our peace. He is our serenity. So anyhow, uh, Darren is not here. So I send greetings from Darren and Wendy in the name of Jesus. Welcome. I am so excited to be in front of you guys. Uh, As you know, we are talking about, uh, we are, Darren was speaking about coming to the table. Uh, I was a part of this ministry for 11 years. Uh, my first uh, experience was home fellowship. I didn't come into the building. I went to somebody's house. My brother Peter welcomed me with a big hug, with conversation, with laughter. And I was getting like a little uncomfortable. We're like, oh, what's going on? This occult, what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> but nevertheless, that, that uh, built a foundation in my life that today I'm still reaping the benefits of that. And that's my goal and my assignment today is to uh, talk about fellowship, small groups, how important it is, how beneficial it is, how uh Desperately, we need to be in this place that God himself designed for us to be in. This is not a man idea, it's God. You know, it's a biblical principle where we gather together and we exchange and we give and we love and we cry and we rejoice. We sorrow and yet we all grow together. Being knitted together in Christ Jesus as the adhesive. So this is my goal today. So I'm going to pray. Father, I thank you. Uh, God, you are my wisdom. Charisma cannot do nothing. Gifts alone cannot do nothing. So we all say speak. Speak, Lord, speak. Holy Spirit, move. I pray, Holy Spirit, that you will move beyond anything I can say. You can move beyond beyond anything I can imagine. I pray, God, that even now that you will begin to awaken our hearts, I pray, God, that you will begin to quicken and strengthen us where there is weakness and, and there is Lack of joy, I ask Holy Spirit that you will come and you will penetrate that heart and that you will burst forth in that heart with your joy and laughter and peace. Let your word 
go forth in power and in the Holy Ghost power and in fire today in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. My first question, what does pure fellowship look like? Second question, what are some of the fruits pure fellowship produces? I want to read a scripture. This is John. This is 1 John chapter 1, verse 3, the New Living Translation. He said, we proclaim to you what we ourselves have actually seen and heard so that you may have fellowship with us. And our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. Listen, we are writing this, we are writing these things so that you may be full with joy or your joy may be complete. So let me draw the picture with John pretty much wrote on paper. John said, we met the Messiah. We seen him. We handle him. We bear witness to him. We were encountered by him. And now I'm preaching this to you. And if you dare to believe, you too is going to meet him, touch him, and you're going to be encountered by him. Then John goes a little further. He said, I tell you the truth. My, our fellowship is with the Father and the Son. And it's crazy. I was looking at the scripture. So he's preaching the gospel. We got conversion. Then immediately we have fellowship. It's crazy. It's like he preaches. Christ Jesus, revelation come, the people he's preaching to receive Christ, they enter in with fellowship, with Christ first and with them. And he says, in this place, our joy will be made full, or we will experience full joy. Outside of this place, there is massive uh, opportunity for the enemy to try to steal our joy. There's a scripture. There's a scripture says, "The joy of the Lord is our strength." So John says, as we partake of this Christ, as we share this Christ, as we partake. As we break bread, there is this joy that is released from inside out. And that joy translates itself in strength. In strength. Joy, strength. Strength, joy. Where do we find that? In Christ with each other. I remember I used to use this excuse when I was offended. And I said, well, oh, uh, the Bible says we don't need no one to teach us for the Holy Spirit teaches us. <laughs> you know that scripture? 
<laughs> That's a default scripture when you're like, you're offended or you're, somebody hurt you or whatever, or you're disappointed in certain things. You're like, oh, let me go to this default, this, this scripture here. Uh, the Bible said, I don't need no one to teach me because the Holy Spirit teaches me all things. <laughs> but this is the same John that commands of us to not forsake fellowship with the brethren and sisters, Because there is massive benefits. There is strength. There is growth. There is leverage. As we gather together in this Christ Jesus. I wish I brought my water up here. I did. <laughs> Thanks. Amen to that. Let me also create a picture, a context. Now, the earlier church, when, they, when the church started, Holy Spirit came on the day of Pentecost. Let's be reminded of the atmosphere, the space they were in. Christ Jesus was just crucified. It's totally chaos. If you say you run with Christ Jesus, there's a chance that you yourself can be murdered. There's massive persecution. You know, there's all this tension, almost like now in America, but I don't even think that we're experiencing it to to the degree that they themselves experience it. But yet, they came together, they bond together under Christ Jesus as their umbrella. And they found strength and they found joy. Joy. Another thing he said, I want to point this out. He said that our fellowship is with Christ Jesus. I am writing this to you so that you may fully share our joy or our strength. So where does the joy come from? It's not an external reality. (laughs) You see? The joy comes from God and God alone. Sometimes we fall into a place where we feel like, ah, this has to be going right. This has to be going right. Ah, all my bills have to be paid. Work has to be great. Uh, Financially, I've got to be stable. And all these things are wonderful. But joy is not coming from no external reality. It is coming from Christ. Not just Christ. It comes from us gathering together in Christ. We can't do this on our own. You know, we cannot do it on our own. We just can't. And uh, Acts 2, 42 this is the, uh, the Passion Translation. Every, believers, every believer was faithfully devoted to fellowship, to, fel- to following the teaching of the apostle. Their hearts was mutually linked to one another, sharing communion, don't forget communion, sharing communion and coming together Regularly for prayer. Sharing communion, coming together 
regularly for prayer. All the believers' hearts mutually linked. Linked. We just cannot do it on our own. It, Christianity is not designed for us to try to do it. It is community, period. It is community. Now, I'm not saying that if you are in a transition and you may not have a home church that you're going to be swallowed up by the enemy. I'm not talking in that sense. But what I am saying is this, that as we gather together, and he mentioned sharing communion, and we know the communion is the breaking of the bread and the wine, and it's just a symbolic suggesture of Christ's blood that was poured out for us. So we come together to celebrate Christ, not just celebrate Christ, we draw from Christ, his strength, his salvation, his deliverance. We get all of that in this place of fellowship, in this place of family, in this place of community. And it's all about Christ. We come together and we talk about Christ. You know, like when we go to the gym, you go to the gym, uh, you go to the gym to work out, right? You don't go to the gym and say, oh, I'm going to just go sit on one of these machines and just sit back and drink my coffee. You go to work out. <laughs> you know, you're paying your money to look good, to feel good, to be healthy. You go to the gym to work out. And you grow muscles. Hopefully you burn fat. As we gather together in fellowship, we go to grow. We go for deeper transformation. We go to look more like Christ, to be more like Christ, and to be more ourselves, the person Christ always intended us to be. And it's always in this place of the church gathering together. Even in the book of Acts, he said, and they did it on a regular basis. <laughs> on a regular basis. Where are your priority? You know? Do we see us gathering down here, our jobs up here, our career up here, our dreams and our goals up here? No. You got to flip that. Christ and us gathering as the body of Christ should be at the peak of the mountain because everything good flows from there. You see? You can have a ton of money and everything else falling apart in your, in, in your family life. So we want to reverse it. We want to develop in that true sincere living that the earlier church had where they were hungering and longing and just hungering to meet with each other. You know, there was no boredom because there was fire there. You know, so it's like, where's your priority? What is more important to you? You know, because when we meet together, there is life for life. There is eternal life for temporal living. 
There is eternal life for temporal troubles. There is eternal life for temporal heartaches. There is eternal life for temporal discouragement or disappointments. There we find life and there we grow. So the Father and the Son is the bread, the wine, the drink, the peace, the foundation, God institute fellowship. Where God is, there is fellowship. Where we come together, we grow, we linked. And everything else disappear in the presence of God. There is no longer black, white, there is no longer different creed or tongue. There is no longer different social status. We all come together in Christ as one, unshakable, undivided, undetour, strong, brave-hearted. We watch these movies in, in Hollywood and we watch these uh, great shows. And God is saying, nah, I have made you more than a conqueror. But you overlook that. You overlook that and you have somehow bite into the deceptions of the world and the world say, well, this is more important. You know? Your dreams is more important. You know? Your career is more important. Paying your bills is more important. And these things are important. I'm not saying that they're not important. But if Christ and what Christ designed is not at the top of the mountain or the top of the pinnacle. Everything else going to experience storm and the storm going to just cave in those walls. It's going to cave it in. The earlier church knew what it was to hunger and thirst. That, hey, we got to get together. We got to get together. We got to pray. We got to encourage each other. We got to strengthen each other. Because we were called out of the world. And immediately we were called into fellowship with each other. To transition out of the world into fellowship. Immediately. Immediately after he preaches the gospel. They are converted. He said enter into fellowship with us. Uh, I had a few more questions, but I probably asked those questions. How important meeting together in fellowship slash small groups are to you? Are you living up to your full potential in Christ by neglect, neglecting community? Are we? Is it impossible to live up to our full potential if we are not linked with each other? You know? And an example... Man, I, I thought I forgot my water there. No, it's there. But every day, that's life. It's life. Sometimes I may be discouraged and somebody just drop a word of encouragement. Set me right back on course. It's community. We cannot do it by ourselves. We wasn't designed to do it by ourselves. No man is an island that he shall stand alone. We got to be linked but it has to be around Christ Jesus. Can't be around no uh, 
well, this opinion and that opinion. No, 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 no. We got to eat from Christ Jesus. He is the heart adhesive to our union or to our unity. Christ comes and he transforms the heart and he gives us his thoughts. You see what I'm saying? We don't hold to, I'm holding to this or I'm holding to that. No, Christ come and we see what the kingdom is. We are invaded by a kingdom, by a king, by a kingdom who lives with principle. And we begin to live by the same principle. So we grow in unity, not just externally, but we grow in unity internally. It's deep, you know? Some people come up to me like, man, I feel you. Because we are unified internally. Internally and also externally. Hebrews 10, uh, verse 23 to 25. I like to read this. Let us hold tightly without wavering to the hope we affirm, for God cannot, for God can be trusted to keep his promise. Let us think of ways, listen to this, let us, let us think of ways to promote, to motivate one another to acts of love and good works. Let us think of ways to motivate each other to acts of good works, acts of love and good works. We find this reality together, not separate. Let us think of ways to encourage each other. Let us think of ways to strengthen each other. Let us think of ways to spur on each other to acts of love and to good works to heavenly works, to eternal works, to works that cannot fail. And it is done in the context of community. It is done in the context of fellowship. It is done in the context of my brother here strengthening me and I'm strengthening him. Kyle, by the way, I didn't forget your name. (laughs) You know? I want to tell a story. I had a job, a moving job. A uh, lady I know, and she had all of her furnitures in Orlando. She wanted to move it down to Delray Beach. So I got the job. I got my, one of my friends to help me. So as we were driving up to Orlando, my friend was there, and he was drinking his water and drinking his Gatorade and I was good, you know, I felt good, I felt strong, I felt healthy, everything is wonderful. And we're talking, we're talking, three hours drive, and he's drinking his water and drinking his Gatorade and and everything. So we we reach, now it's time to do the work. We open up the storage, the storage door and this massive storage space, and we began to work. And I was working, doing my thing, then the sunrise. And when the sunrise, I start breaking out in sweat. I'm looking at me, I'm sweating, I look at my friend, he's totally fine. And I'm breaking out in sweat. And I'm like, God. Then eventually, it's like my strength began to dwindle. And it's like, I had to sit down. And I'm like, man, 
<laughs> so I, I told the lady, I said, I'm sorry, but I got to go get something to eat and something to drink because I feel like I'm about to pass out. And my friend, he was drinking his Gatorade and drinking his water. What's the moral of the story? Many times we feel like we're okay. We get up, we're good. We don't really need to focus in on God too much because things is working wonderful. We feel great. Things is great. Family is great. Kids are great. Grades are, their grades are wonderful. So we neglect that opportunity to hydrate. We neglect the opportunity to drink. We neglect the opportunity to eat. We neglect the opportunity to be strengthened. And all of a sudden, whoop, the sunrise. Something happens in your life. And all of a sudden, <laughs> you crumble. You crumble and you're crying. Like, oh, God, I'm dying. Help me. When God is saying, no, 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 no. I'm going to help you because I love you. But you didn't have to go there. You didn't have to experience that beat down. You know what I'm saying? You didn't have to experience that weakness. You didn't have to experience that hurt. You didn't have to experience that fear factor. It's like, oh. Because I have designed a place for you called the body of Christ where you should be continuously eating, drinking, eating, drinking, eating, and then when, a, when the sun rises up, any trouble, any trials, any tribulation, you just walk through there. You just walk. Because why? Because why? Because you're hydrated. You're spiritually strong. You are ready for the moment. And this we'll be talking about when we say we want to get together as, as the body of Christ. It is in that place where we drink eat drink eat and it's for that moment and for the moments that's coming because the bible says the life this world is full of troubles and we are as believers are not exempt but christ promised us this that when trouble come our foundations will not be moved when trouble come we will not fall and break into pieces we will fly over it like an eagle. You see? That's what earlier church, in the midst of persecution, they flourish. In the midst of trial, they grew. In the midst of all of that, they were filled with joy, filled with excitement. Their eyes are beaming. They are in love with this Messiah. And nothing the world throw at them can break them. So God is saying, nothing is different from those group of believers in the earlier church than us. We have power. But we have to just uh, not neglect. You know, let us not look at the temporal things, thinking that those things could sustain us, those things can bring about some type of peace. Christ, 
Christ alone, the body of Christ, the place, the breeding ground for power, the breeding ground for success, spiritual success, the breeding ground for joy, the breeding ground for strength. The breeding ground, you know? So I encourage you, I encourage you that Christ is your strength. If you're looking for any type of deliverance outside of Christ, you're going to be disappointed. You may get it, but it may be temporal, or you're still going to be robbing yourself of the true joy that is yours, that Christ paid for, he shed his blood for. You see? Yesterday I was uh, watching this workshop uh, set on YouTube, and uh, the guy, the camera guy, he just took the camera into the audience. And I tell you no lie, and I'm not I'm just telling you what I observe, period. And as the camera ran through the audience, and the people up there singing, and the people was like this. That's sad. That's sad. These are the same people Christ shed his blood for. God comes down from heaven, sub, subdue himself to his creation. His creation spit in his face, beat him, punch him, slap him. And he comes and he comes to give us joy. And sometimes we miss it. Because we are looking for it in man. We are looking, at, looking for it in systems. When God has said, no, it's right here in the house. It's right here in the house. last scripture I have today Romans 1 chapter 11 verse 11 to 12 this is Paul watch this let me create a context again Paul is writing to the Roman church and he says this he said I have heard of your fate I have heard of your love and it is spoken of all over the world the church in Roman that they are beaming, they are on fire and their faith is spoken of all throughout the world but listen to Paul for I long to see for I long to see you so that I may share with you some spiritual gifts <laughs> there is room there is always room for growth this church is, spo he is spoken of all over the world. And Paul said, hey, more, more. I long to see you that I may share some spiritual gifts to strengthen and establish you. To strengthen and establish you. That is, that we may mutually encourage and com comfort be mutually encouraged and comforted by each other faith. So you will say, this, this church is good. 
But yet, the Holy Spirit is saying, no, there is more. There is more. There is still room for strength. There is still room for us to be established. You know what established means? I'm moving firm, fortified. nothing wimpy about us God long for us to be firm fortified unshakable established come on storm I can't be moved come on fire I can't be moved come on wind I can't be moved gifts, spiritual gifts, eternal gifts, that the temporal troubles and trials and tribulations that you're going to experience, these spiritual gifts will make you strong like an eagle and you will soar above the storms of life. Then he says, ah, better let me don't forget, I too need some encouragement so I am going to encourage you with my faith. And in return, you're going to encourage me with your faith. And that's what Darren is trying to relay. And as we gather together in small groups, it's a give, receive. Give, receive. Strengthen, be strengthened. Strengthen, be strengthened. So I just want to challenge you guys. And if anyone in here has room to say, you know what, I want to invite a few people over to my house uh, on Sunday to do harbor at home. Think about it. Because it's massive. It ain't a light thing. It ain't just, <laughs> I got to <stay. laughs> It ain't a light thing. It is not just us coming together and drinking coffee and talking and that is so but what is taking place is the government of God the government of God in your living room the glory of God in your living room that can turn the world upside down perspective It's time for us to focus back on the things of God that brings about transformation, not just to our personal life, but to this dying world. It's time. So as we uh, go back in worship, I challenge anyone that if God is saying, you know what? This is something I want to do. This may be a, a little foreign to me. I'm not so-called a, a people person. The Holy Spirit will meet you there. Make space. Make room for Jesus. 
That's an honor. It's an honor to make space and make room for Jesus at your table, in your living room. Maybe at a coffee shop. Make space. We all need someone to encourage us. We all are in need of encouragement all the time. We all are in need of encouragement all the time. Whether you are up, whether you are down, whether you feel strong or you feel weak, whether things seem to be going wonderful, whether it seems like the world is just turning upside down, we are always in a place of encouragement for growth. So Paul said, I'm coming to bring gifts. I know your faith is spoken of all through the world, but there is more. God is saying there is more in this setting and in a smaller intimate setting there is more so I'll pray and then I'll, I think that uh, it's important to do business with God don't just run out here sometimes we run you know sometimes God like he tugs at us he's pulling at our hearts and we make the biggest mistake and we just go through the door. And then all of a sudden your phone is ringing. All of a sudden this person is calling you. But God wants us to remain in a sensitive place where he can continue to minister to us. You know? There is nothing. <laughs> there is nothing more important out there than Christ Jesus. <laughs> Think about it. There is absolutely nothing outside of those doors. If Christ is saying, sit with me for a little while. Because I'm about to deposit eternity, glory, to a greater degree inside of you. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Ah, So sit with him. And uh, next week, we will be doing Harbor at Home. So go on uh, the internet and Harbor at Home. We'll be doing it. Again, if you feel like God is telling you that, hey, I want to host uh, this. I want to do this. What steps should I take or whatever the case may be? Feel free to call the church, you know, and, and you'll get information. Trust me, it's a blessing. It's a blessing. It was my first experience to the harbor. And it saved my life. I wasn't in a beautiful place. I, I was not in a beautiful place. So I love you guys. Thank you guys so much. And God bless y'all. Thanks for tuning in to the Harbor Church Podcast. I hope that you were enriched, inspired, and blessed by what you heard. Please subscribe on the podcast app and be sure to follow us on Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. You can also download our Harbor Church mobile app. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.